It's funny. People always be like, don't forget about the little people. It's like, why do they refer themselves as little anyway, you know? Why don't you just get big with me? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of John's Entitled Podcast, a partner of MoshPitNation.com. This week's guests on our quote-unquote bonus episode are the dudes that make up Holofront, and I had all four members here in the office to do a chat with me about their upcoming EP, Still Life, out June 29th via Beckwith Records. It's been kind of a long time coming to do this chat with these guys. I've known Tyler, their vocalist, for many years now. Uh, We've done shows together on shows that I booked with his former bands, uh, Cody, uh, same thing. So it's, uh, it's, you know, seeing these guys grow as musicians in the various bands I've been in has been an interesting process. And I think with this band, with, with Hollowfront, I think there's just the intangible it factor that, you know, all of these guys collectively are able to push themselves into different areas and to take each other to different levels than I think maybe they could have ever done with their previous bandmates. And that's no no slight against any of those people. But, you know, that's the thing that separates, you know, a lot of bands is that intangible thing. And sometimes, you know, the formula is just not right until a certain member helps take things to the next level. And uh, definitely seems like in chatting with these guys that they would definitely agree with that sentiment that, you know, it just kind of, took coming together and going through a lot of different life experiences and learning to be honest with each other uh, to come out with probably one of the more interesting EPs I've heard uh, from our local scene here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And uh, there's definitely some stuff in here that I think, uh, you know, it took the, you know, almost 30 years for Tyler to be able to, to feel comfortable doing some of these things vocally, to talk about some of these things. And I think as musicians, uh, everyone in the band, it, it just took some time to kind of explore a little beyond what maybe they would typically do a few years ago. And uh, I think the future is really bright for these guys. They have a CD release show coming out on July 13th at the Stash. Uh, so, you know, everything's looking really, really good for these guys. And it was really cool to, to chat with them and, and kind of learn more about the process of making this record and i'm really looking forward to getting this chat out to you and without further ado this is my conversation with hollow front So we are going to go live without a net on this one, and uh, I'm going to see how running four microphones at once and having a live in-person chat with a whole band will go. Uh, I have the the band and the dudes that make up Hollow Fronts here in my office slash podcast studio slash man cave. Uh, how are you all doing? Introduce yourselves and uh, what you do in the band. Uh, I'm Tyler Tay. I do the vocals, write all the lyrics. Uh, I'm Dakota Alvarez. I do guitar. I'm Brandon, I play bass. I'm Cody, and I play drums. I haven't had too many local bands on the actual podcast. Uh, I think uh, Heartsick and uh, Lake Effect are the only two locals I've had on this thing. Uh, 
just because no one ever asks, actually. <laughs> um, but I also tend to want to have people that I, I know and have been, like, I mean, Tyler, like, I've known you for a while, like, in the various bands you've been a part of, Cody, you know, with doing house shit stuff here for house shows down here. And uh, so, I mean, kind of, like, how did this band form? Because, I mean, like I just said, you guys have been in a lot of bands over the years, like the almost 10 years I think I've known you, Tyler, at this point. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, Cody, Cody's uh, the would be in the band before I was, so he can start. Yeah, so how it started was... Actually, hold on. Did the formation beginning of it actually ha- happen at the house show? Because weren't you no. looking for... Okay, because you... I was looking for a band, because I was hanging out with the Drifter Boys and the Sleepwalker Boys and... By the way, they need to pick stuff. up this fucking car shit out of my house. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, the racetrack? Yes. Still here. Sorry it's to cut funny. you off. Well, boys, you have to go get that. But um, basically, no, I was looking for a band at the time. I just got out of Anchor's Calling, um, and... We're kind of just going about it. I knew Jordan for a while, even back in the old band. So we used to play with his old band all the time. Um, and him and I talked about doing a project. Um, we had a couple people. We tried things out, but just it didn't really work out that well. So we kind of just got to the point where we're like, you know, we'll just kind of let it go, kind of hang out, keep looking for other bands and stuff. And I actually went out to Arizona, and, you know, I was all bitching and moaning and crying about how I wasn't a band, how depressed I was. The next thing I get a phone call from Jordan, he's like, hey, dude, I have this vocalist, and his name's Tyler Tate. Let's try it up again. So I was like, yeah, I'll do it, you know? So we get back, and I start looking up Tate's old band. It's like this deathcore band. I'm like, dude, shit. Like, this this is not going to, you know, the go away I wanted to go, and I was all nervous. <laughs> but uh, we got him, and then I had a couple other people. Evan, um, I practiced. I used to be in hit, uh, Anchor's Calling with him. He was, like, one of the newest members. Um, and then Chris Lake was good buddies with Jordan. So then we just kind of kicked it together and w- went to Lee Albert and wrote Speaking in Tongues. And I was like, wow, take and actually uh, right, scream the way I want to do. I'm taking over because <laughs> I'm going to do better than you. <laughs> um, so basically, <laughs> I quit doing music. Yes, you did. I, uh, I was like married and had kids and was like, yeah, well, I'm not really going anywhere <laughs> with the bands and I'm not doing anything that's like, productive in bands anymore and i'd been in i don't know 10 bands at that point or something in 10 years and i was just like i'm over it and was done and uh then uh me and my wife split up so i was like alone for half the time because i get my kids like every other week and so i was just bored and i posted a status like i need a hobby like i need to do something and jordan had been friends on facebook but i never like talked to him ever Right. He hits me up and he's in the comments. He's like, join a band. And I was like, well, find me one worth joining and I'll join. And they just, I met him up, met up with him at a bar. And then we met up to practice. And then, yeah. That was the first day I ever met Tate. We wrote our first song in a tornado. Yeah. <laughs> during a tornado in Kentwood. The best part about that was you and I went to Qdubba and we got the Qdubba. Oh, you and Jordan did. And I, oh, yeah. I Jordan went, and I went to Q-Dubba. I went there on my way there, and they're like, we're closing down the tornadoes. There's a tornado. We're shutting down. I'm like, are you fucking serious? This dude just got a burrito in front of me. I want a burrito. <laughs> and didn't get my burrito. So we went to practice, started writing. I was starving. The tornado was over. I call I call them up, and I'm like, yeah, it's open again? They're like, yeah, come on in. I went in there like, they gave me my burrito for free. It was Only because he was upset because Jordan and I had leftovers and we were still eating our burrito bowls in the practice space. <laughs> That's the way to do it, too, by the way. People fuck up and buy, yeah. buy burritos. They but basically, basically, it was five dudes that really didn't know each other that well forming a band, 
and then just being like, let's write something. And then we went to Lee Albrecht, who is, if anybody knows Grand Rapids Metal, he does, produces all the all this shit. He's a genius. He's, He's a, a genius. Boy. Do you feel like him. having one person basically record all the, the various bands around here kind of makes it a little hard for the bands to have their own individual sound? Uh, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. Dakota might disagree with me. I think that pretty much all the bands around here sound different. I don't think anyone sounds like exact copy. I mean, sure, they have leads over their rhythms. <laughs> leads. But... <laughs> Who doesn't have like who doesn't have that dynamic in a metal band? You know, it's like right. It matters in like what caliber of like local band you want to be. If you're looking just to be a local band, some people get the mentality that it's just like you get in the same cycle of wanting to sound like somebody else. And then if you go to the same producer as every other local band is, if you're going in the same mentality as everyone else, obviously your stuff's going to sound somewhat like similar. Like you're either going to know where they went to for the music or you're just going to know where they're getting their influences like everyone else. And they're going to sound like just carbon copies of other people. But if someone wants to go in with like authenticity and wants to go in with like their own ideas, has stuff like written prior to going in, I feel like you have all the potential in the world to sound like your own thing. Do you feel like as a result of sort of the oversaturation that a lot of local bands have because we got to get our name out there, we got to get our name out there, Mm -hmm. do you think that perhaps as a local band seeing other bands who are kind of making it on just a local level, whatever Mm -hmm. that happens to be, that it's hard not to chase what they're doing? Like, oh, well, they went to this Mm -hmm. guy. Hey, they have this gear. Oh, they have sprint. Like, whatever it is they're doing, is it hard not to chase the, kind of chase the dragon sort of on that? I feel like we were one of the, because Lee wasn't really, like, super recording, like, a lot of bands at the time. So it was, like, us, Sleep Waker, and then Alain Mm -hmm. Vital, who Dakota is also a part of, um, they recorded. But then, then once those albums started coming out, then, like, everyone was going to Lee. Mm -hmm. But, I mean... I don't think that it's people are chasing the dragon. I think they just want. Good I know that's the wrong term, but I mean, like, oh, it's, no, I, it's the because yeah, right? I mean that's a drug reference, basically. But anyway. right, I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I feel like they're they're they want quality, right? Because um, the quality sound and just Lee himself is just a really mm-hmm. good guy to work with. And I, I mean, sometimes we butt heads, but that's like we're friends, you know. Like it's not like that, it's not that's like, his business side too, you know. Like well, the, yeah, and he knows what he's doing. He knows how to yeah. write songs, so it's he's like, you know, if that if this doesn't sound right, he wants to change it. And if we don't want to change it, then we got to butt heads. But right, usually we we all come out happy at the end with the product that. And I can't speak for other bands who've recorded with them, mm-hmm. but most of their stuff sounds really good. I think right. it's also kind of like a push for everybody, too. You know, like, you know, if some band starts doing a little bit more progress and other bands like, man, that's really cool, you know, and like they kind of like work each other up, make contacts and, you know, and just kind of keep on going. It kind of like pushes everyone to kind of be better than everybody, you know, than what they could be. Well, yeah, because the person that puts out a nice music video, you're like, well, I want a nice music I wanna, video. Yeah, exactly. I want my music video to look legit. I feel like at the end of the day, the bands that are trying to chase, like, the whole, like, local aspect of it going for the next, like, what the next local band is doing are the bands that are going in not so much trying to, like, write music to for the like sake of writing music or for themselves. I think those bands that follow other people are those bands that are trying to play music for, like, their friends, trying right. to impress people. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you, and for forgive sort of the ignorance because I only know half mm-hmm. of you right. uh, as far as the other bands you guys have been in. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I feel like 
when you're at the point now, because I, I mean, I think you're almost 30 now. I'm 27. I'll be 28. Okay. So, like, I got, like, you know, I'm going to be 34 in September. So, I mean, like, tentatively, Cody and you are, like, at the stage, like, I remember where when I would see my friends' bands kind of getting to this age where it's, Mm -hmm. like, there were the bands you guys were in that, like, we all knew and we liked, but they're just never didn't take it seriously i don't know uh-huh. if that's the like best way to put it right. but then it gets to the point where like you're your age now where it's like i've, I've put in my time being in shitty bands and and kind of doing all the wrong things kind of right to where now it's like oh, fuck it like let's take this seriously like i mean like i want to take it as seriously and try to do something with this and i feel like that's where you guys are at right now with especially when listening to the difference between home record and and this new ep is it sounds like a band who understands like yeah we got together we made some cool songs but like now we want to take this seriously and kind of be artists legitimately, not just, yeah. not just people who make music. It well, really... when we, when we did home record, it was just like five songs we slapped together. Right. Like, like and it sounds like that. Right. It, it wasn't really like we had like no expectations. Like we honestly, I wasn't like looking to take it super serious at that point. Um, it was just kind of all of us getting out of our holes again. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like I didn't, go. I didn't know what to expect. I knew that I liked the sound of it, and it sounded good, and it was angry, and I want, I was angry at that point, so <laughs> <laughs> I wanted, I wanted to yell angry things into the microphone. And I remember, <laughs> I just, I, I think for me as a listener and and someone that doesn't, I mean, it's kind of funny because like, and this sounds like I'm tooting my own horn, but it's weird to me when, uh, you know, like if I were to run into you like out and about. It turns into this weird thing where people are like, oh, well, this is John Book shows. And it's like, I haven't done that in a while. Right. Because, like, I just kind of got tired of, like, the local egos and all that kind of shit. And just, yeah. you know, the, the, you know, I'm putting my name, my brand out there. And it's like, if I don't make business, if I don't do the business that needs to happen, like, it makes me look bad. Because, like, I right. went to bat for everybody on here. Like, oh, this is going to do this much amount of people, money, and so on and so forth. But it kind of turns into this thing where... You know, that's how I get introduced to a lot of people still. And a lot of people are like, oh, he does so much for, like, local bands. Like, I just had this happen the other day. Like, the sound dude from the intersection was hanging out with Dave from Andrew WK, their guitar player. And <clears throat> Dave was like, oh, this is so-and-so. And, he goes, and we both were like, oh, yeah, we know each other. And then Dave's like, well, how do you know each other? And it's like, oh, well, he books – he book, John books all the local metal bands at the intersection. And it's like, <laughs> I, I don't, and I haven't in a long time. But, you know, that's how I – I remember you – I swear I remember you at Skeletons. I went to a handful of shows at Skeletons, for sure. And that was, like, 2005. Yeah, that was when I just moved up here. And really, like, I I didn't know you, like, book shows. It was, like, what, 2011? That's about when I started doing it. 2012, around there, was when I knew that you were booking shows. But what's interesting to me, though, is just kind of the perception that that like that I support the local scene. And it's like, like, honestly, I really don't feel like I do. Not as much as I used to, because, like, I don't have any, like... Sadly, it's sort of like a, you have something to gain from it. It's like if I keep my ear to it, then I can book a good show. You guys will want to play at the bigger venues, so on and so forth. Right. It's just it's all cyclical business wise. But it's interesting to me that like there are certain bands that when I do see them, it's like like you guys like Holofront. It's like you you Seraphim. Like there's a handful of bands locally that are doing doing it and taking it seriously. Where I'm like, if you guys don't get in your own fucking way, yeah there could be some success. You could be like the next Sore Remains, the next For the Fallen Dreams, like the band that makes it out of here and and is able to do it. You you have the sound that is 
still current and is popular with the young kids. And even if it's like to me where I listen to it, it go like, oh man, this reminds me of like Misery Signals, like, you know, of Malice and the Magnum Heart, but just with better, like more modern production and sound. So mm. to me, it's like I can, I have a foot in the old within a foot in the new. And to me, it's like you guys marry that really well. But I mean, that's my roots, man. I, exactly. Is- but like, what's interesting to me is like, I feel like in, in light of, you know, the Brandon from Bleeding Through episode that I just dropped this week. Right. And him and I kind of talking about the old and the new. And there's just not bands that are able to take it and run with it like this, this new scene, whatever it is, because I don't feel like gent is a thing like it was a thing. I feel like people have moved on. Deathcore is kind of on its way out. Mm-hmm. Metalcore never really came out of favor like hooky metal has always been a thing you can even go back that's what glam metal was basically like it was riffs with hooks and so i mean to me i think it's it's being able to balance all those kind of genres and subgenres and like being able to like pick and yeah because our first ep was definitely lots of like some genty parts and just like and it wasn't like we're like oh we want to be a gent band we're just like oh we like the sound of that riff and it's like oh it hits pretty hard and so what what do, what is what was the mindset going into making this new EP? Because it, I mean, granted, it's 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 Oof. really easy to make a very concise four or five songs because like right. those are probably the four or five songs you're working on. They're current. You're excited about them. You you bang them out in the studio. It's a lot cheaper. So it's easier to put on EP as opposed to some bands who try to scrap money together to put out a full length, and then you're like three years later, and people are like. Man, like, uh, all you have is Homewrecker, and I'm disappointed because I thought I was buying the shit that I just heard you play, but that's not what's happening. Right. And so, I mean, kind of as a, as a local band, like, how hard is it to, you know, be excited about the new shit you're writing and kind of find the new well, the new thing you're doing, think, but then find the funds to get it out quickly? Well, that, that was, and I can't go into too much detail there, but um, we signed to a local label back with, mm-hmm. and... Um, We've basically he helped fund. I mean, yeah, I'm not you know I can't go into too much detail, but that's fine. Yeah, and that that's without him, we definitely wouldn't be putting out the record as quickly as you know a year and a couple months later after our first one. Um, I think the mindset going in was press too much pressure. Like it, it yeah. like because we on yourselves or from oh just ourselves a little, a little and, bit of everything. I mean, we were people struggling with. A constant, li- like a consistent lineup. We yeah. were, we were all having really bad personal issues, like outside of the band. You know, um, it was a rough. It, it, the, the, the making of this album wasn't like, like, oh, we did home record and now we just do this. It's like smooth sailing. It was like bump, 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 bump the whole way. But it was like, and once it was finished and. Plus, like, we were thank God it's finished. we were also kind of nervous too because we took a lot of things that we got really good feedback from with home record. But we wanted to use more of that, but then kind of add a little bit more, more melody and more you know side things. So we're we were more like, okay, we have to have something that's going to be better than what we put out that we got all this great feedback from. How are we going to do this, but try to make it better and how to make it more mature and just all over the board. And it was, yeah, it was just a lot of pressure. Really. We lost we lost one of our guitar players in the making of Josh. Um, He's in a uh, the chameleon video and yep. tall blonde skinny kid and in the Lost Boy <laughs> big dick. Um, <laughs> he, we call him Pringle. We call him Pringle Can for a reason. Yeah, he's got a Pringle Can <laughs> in his pants. But no, he you know he had some personal <laughs> issues that he couldn't get past, and he thought he was holding us back, and 
he had to leave, and then we we were all internally having issues separately. Yeah, Jordan was just had a brand new baby. Or yeah, just had a new, baby. Just had a baby. And it just yeah, it was it was rough trying to get get the motivation. Like we were, it was. I feel like it was a sophomore slump. Like <laughs> before to, it even happened. Before it even <laughs> yeah. happened, like we're right. just like we're just like oh, how are we gonna do better? And then somehow like we just pulled it together and. I feel like I feel like it is definitely a mature, more mature sound than our previous than our previous EP. It was very juvenile sounding. Yeah, and it, I, I mean I like all the songs. I love all know, the songs. Everyone loved the heaviness, and we were able to keep that as much as we could for sure. So, and I wanted to write uh, I wanted to write a metalcore ballad, which is <laughs> why still life is still life. <laughs> I was like, we need a soft song. I was like, I was well, really I mean, listening to Plot and You, and I was like, I need a Plot and You song. <laughs> I mean, to me, like, when I listen to the EP, and it, obviously, like, not many people probably have heard it outside of, of you guys and maybe, like, very close friends. Right. Um, but the thing to me is, like, you know, getting through it, it's like, you know, there's... When I heard Still Like the first time, because, like, I didn't realize there's a video for it, and when I heard it, I was like, fuck, there needs to be more of this. Because... It's it's heavy without being like tonally heavy. Like yeah. the music doesn't need to be like just you know blast beats. You know, hundred sure, like two hundred and twenty right. BPM. Like right. it's heavy because of the space blast you give beats. it for the lyrics to come in, and you then very much like you know like uh, the year summer ending in June. Like it's heavy, but there's a lot of like the stuff that vocally is happening in that that adds the the weight to the the music. And it just becomes this this full realized thing where like you at me as a listener or you as in the collective you who are listening to this, it becomes this thing where you realize like this is a band that like kind of is figuring out how to to write stuff that is impactful, how to write parts that build a song to have crescendos and peaks and valleys and all that kind of stuff. And to me, there's more I'm more excited to the fact that you did a song like that in comparison to anything on home records, like when I hear a song like this, I'm like, fuck, I'm ready for whatever new is coming. Because to me, if you do this and the success of this single, which seems to be doing well, the video has over 4,000 or 40,000 views on it and so forth, that if this is your quote unquote light, lighter song, which it is to me, I'm more excited about what this allows you to do from here on forth. Right. I don't know if it gives you that, excitement as as the musicians and the writers of everything like we're like people are digging this this is fucking sweet uh good because we kind of wanted to go down this road a little bit more and and kind of venture into this like maybe even have some clean er singing on it well dakota's a beautiful singer so (laughs) dakota will be putting his chocolate love on on new songs um and we're not gonna go too heavy on it (laughs) we're not gonna put too much singing you know it's still gonna be and i and i i do some like Pitch singing, kind, kind of, of yeah. which we don't want to get away too 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 far from. But I don't like being put into a box. Like, a box. like I don't want someone to say, yeah. "Oh, they can't do they can't do a ballad metalcore ballad because they they did um, a song where it was just basically turn right. turn. They played the black hole. They can't be like that. There's no way. This album in particular, like it, it definitely. It Every expands, like, different. how much potential we have to, like, be artists, really. Yeah. It gives you that open, free reign to, like, put things into a song that most people would be like, oh, I'm going to associate it with this band, as opposed to it's more like, I'm just going to do this to create the song. 
to right. build off of it, make it what it is, its own entity. It's creating your own identity in a, in a scene where m- most people just play breakdowns, and we and honestly, we love breakdowns. And I mean, we got a lot of. I just want more breakdowns. We got good feedback <laughs> about breakdowns on the first time, and bad feedback about breakdowns on the. I mean, people, you can't please, please everybody. everybody. So. Um, that we pleased way more people than I ever thought we would. So that, it's either that too to many breakdowns, was, not was, enough breakdowns, or needs more breakdowns. I feel like nobody wants to hear the same thing every song. So right. the fact that we're like diversifying everything, I think every song, like song every song it. has a part that I think has um, its own vibe. Yeah, and I tried to write lyrics that um, sometimes it was hard to write um, at some points, but um, I tried to like write lyrics that aren't too specific to me. I mean, they are. They're very specific to me. <laughs> you want to make, make it like generalized enough to where well, people, 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 people seem to <laughs> connect boy. with that. And they sad boy for life. feel like every part of, in which I've never been in a band where people have like come up to the stage and like screamed the parts that, you know, they're probably sat at home and like, Oh, my girlfriend broke up with me. Fuck. Right. Like I never wrote music like that, like that before. I never wrote lyrics like that before. But do you feel collectively, do you, like, something I was going to ask you anyway, there are other songs on the, the EP that could have been the very obvious, like, oh, this is this is still hollow front, this is what we do. Yeah. But the fact that you chose to go with the, the song that's the most different from what you've done, what is that conversation like to, to kind of be like, all right, so now I don't, like, because the other thing, too, is, like, you can put out a song, but the fact that you've spent money to put out a video for it, too. They didn't want to do it. Oh, I talk, I They didn't want to do Still Life as the single. Okay. And I, it's my favorite song. I so was down. I, it was going to uh, be, it was going to be second. You should have saw the band chat two days before that came out. <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm like, the song is, it's a good song. Well, yeah, when you good. got people online telling you the black hole is the best song yet, when, you know, we personally thought it wasn't the best song yet. Oh yeah. When you and then that, you, you go, like, oh, to this was going to be such a heavy banger. And yeah, you're like, Oh yeah. It's not going to be fun. I hope you really like it. And actually those people that, because people commented on, like, the teasers and were like, yeah, I can't wait for this. Because the last song we put out was called Chameleon, and that was, like, heavy. just straight heavy and, like, angry through the whole thing. And um, I like that kind of music. I want to keep doing that kind of music, but I definitely want to, like, write those songs that people will continue to listen to and not be like, oh, I heard that breakdown. 300 times. Well, it gets exciting when you throw like banger after banger that's like hard as hell and then you drop something that's a total curveball on somebody. Some people are going to have the like, oh, I don't know how I feel, but most people are going to be like really excited the fact that you just took a switch on it. Yeah, I mean, that was really cool to us, for sure. That's, that's pretty much like what happened with me with this new Bleeding Through record. Like I got it and like the first song, on the first real song on it has like the biggest chorus I've ever heard them do and I was just like, wow. Whoa. You, wow. <laughs> All right. Is there a new album out? No, it comes out Friday. Okay, I have to. Okay, I'll put that. I'll put it on my when we're done with this. All right, sick. But uh, but I mean, like, that's kind of like. So I mean, like, my wife has suddenly got into Parkway Drive, and at least their new record. I am aware of that band, but like, I never actively listened to them. They're always been them since like two thousand eight. But see, like, that's the thing is like around then, like, that's that's where someone in like the age difference between us, like, that's not my scene of metal. Like I'm still in the kill switch, I'm still in the Asley Dying, the Unearths, like when they come around. I mean, yeah, those are what introduced me to metalcore. Exactly. And so to me it's like I feel like that old fucking get off like that old man get off my lawn shit where I'm like I mean, you can look around and see like the bands that I still fucking love. And it's one of those things where 
for me, when I listen to a band like Parkway Drive, like the new record sounds pretty good, and I'm more into that. And like, but mm-hmm. seeing a sold out room full of like young kids, yeah, getting down to that, it's like. Fuck, this takes me back to, like, when I went and saw, you know, Esley dying right before Shadows of Security came out. Like, I was, I felt like I was Was it at the intersection with the Walls of Jericho and, like, those bands? Yeah, but, like, the thing is, is, like, it made me think of, like, how I felt like I was on the precipice of something important that it's big and it's it's exploding right now in our Mm -hmm. little world. Mm -hmm. But it's going to be that thing where maybe in six months they're going to be that band everybody, like, learns about. So it's one of those things where, again, like, you know, I hear, like, a song like Still Life, and I hear some of the stuff you guys are doing, and it kind of makes me feel like that on a local level where I'm like, it reminds me of when this band was about to become the big band, and they were able to, like, always pack out, like, you know, the inter- like back when local bands, a four-band bill could pack out the main room of the intersection. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first started going to shows up here, and for those who may be listening who aren't aware, the intersection before they expanded, it was about, like, a 900-cap room, I believe. So, I mean, like, you could get four locals from here in town on a Friday and just pack that bitch out. And I don't see that anymore, but there are bands, like, I get excited when I see a Seraphim basically come close to selling out the Pyramid Scheme, a 420-cap room, about half of it, for a CD release show. So, like, it gets me excited to see the the town that made me want to, like, get into music and want to be a part of something getting hyped for local. Uh, yes, we're, we're like, missing. I feel like we're just like we're at the boiling point right now like yeah. I feel like it like with this EP I feel like whenever when and if uh Seraphim ends up putting out their thing and kind of continuing their on their city comes out Friday. Ooh, yeah. It's going to well, be okay, so that album release good. shows June 10th that's at okay. the elevation at the new one. Yeah. So like my thing is like okay so like good for them cuz like yeah. I know like they've been building their brand and right. like, yeah. very much like so now they're going into the new venue at the sta- in the intersection which I think is an 800 cap room. Yeah. Um so I mean, like now your 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 expectations are doubled. Um, but that's my point. Like I don't feel like I feel like I haven't seen our local metal scene. We're missing venues. The is the problem. It's it's the fact that well, Skeletons was a pretty pretty decent venue, and then uh, obviously that went away. Um, the intersection did a lot more local shows. Now that's I mean, let's face it, their their main room's dominated by the electronic. It is electronic scene, and but now they've expanded, so they have these other opportunities where the stash mm-hmm. and the mint or elevation can be can be those smaller local like because our our CD release shows July thirteenth, and it's at the stash, right? So um, we didn't even ask for the elevation, but we. We're hoping it's, that we can pack it and sell it's it better out. to sell our, a room like that at four hundred and four hundred cap than to do five hundred in a nine hundred cap room because then it just looks half empty, right? Yeah. So perception, but okay. it's it's I'm really excited right now because there's bands like you guys, like I said, Seraphim. There's there's a handful of bands that I think like, and it seems like you guys are all friends, which is the other ingredient that I feel ha- has been missing from our local our local scene. Is that sure. bands aren't supporting each other? They support each other in a very two faced way. Mm-hmm. Like I remember going to shows where, to someone's face, it's like, "Oh man, you guys are fucking great," blah blah blah. And then I go out to like the bar and oh, I hear that person be like, "Oh fuck that dude," blah 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 blah. <laughs> and you're like, "Sucks." Yeah. It's like there's. So I was kind of kind of wondering, <laughs> like, is it, am I right in how I see things? Like, is it? <laughs> Does there seem to be a, an actual camaraderie, or is there more competition? Oh, I think hell that, yeah. I, well, there's definitely competition in, in a any, healthy sense. It's like a it, friendly competition. Yeah. And sometimes. I mean, I'm sure there's been some points where it's like, <laughs> fuck them. But no, um, <laughs> I think it's more like 
And that's where Lee comes in again. Like, like Lee, Lee's house is like the hub. It, how, it's the hangout. That's it's how like I met two, Dakota. It's two that's minutes down met, from here. Oh, well, we were driving to. Where we're driving. How I met Dakota. Place. How I met the guys in Sleep Waker. How I met. Pretty much. I just like to give a shout out to Holly, the studio cat. Any. Studio cat. Oh no, I'm good. I'm good too. Oh. Okay. But like, thanks though. It's like when you're there, when you're there, because you're either there because you're going to record after somebody, or you're there to pay him, or you're there just to hang out. Um, but still, you're just in there, and you'll be sitting in there, or you'll be walking through the door, and you'll hear him playing something on his computer, and you're like, "Oh shit, who is that?" And it sounds like he's like listening to just some random album on Spotify. He's like, "Oh, I'm mixing this record for blah blah blah," and you're like, "What?" And then he'll sit down and show you like little portions of what he's working on, and then Let's you're like, "Holy real. shit, I had no idea!" Song. Yeah, not portions yeah. of the whole song. People right. probably heard they you know some people that have heard our album before we heard our album. But you, but you hear it and you'd be like, "These guys sound so fucking sick, dude!" Or like they'll be there like recording in the middle of it while you're talking to them, and that's how you'll get to meet some of these people because you're they just hang be out, hanging out, and chill, and I feel like he basically is the new Odie's. The new what? The new Odie brothers. Oh, I don't see. I don't know. I don't know who that okay, is. Okay, so the Odies basically had their hand. The Odie brothers, uh, mm-hmm. who are from Brothers, the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay, yep, I know yep, that band. They they had a studio, uh, Studio Odie. And, oh, okay, Studio Odie. Yeah, yeah. I know. okay. So basically, like they were they were the local band or the mm-hmm. local guys that recorded everybody around town. Really? So it's like I said, it's very interesting to me to see how like cyclical it is. Like you guys have your like for me, it was like oh, it was the Orphan. It was you know like all these bands locally mm. for me. And the sky went red. <laughs> That's like, a pull. Yeah, but I mean like there's there's all these local bands that I remember being around. And the someone in the scene that maybe like was a musician who you know got all the gear, started doing shit just out of function, just to be like, oh, it's cheaper for me to like record our own shit, right? But then someone goes, hey, that sounds good. Would you record my band? Yeah. And then yeah. that just turns into its own side business. Yep. But that's how a lot of that's how like our scene or as a whole business. Right? That's how our scene <laughs> locally has always been to me. It's always been kind of incestuous, like the way like somebody gets into somebody yep. else someone records and goes hey like you know who would be do like a really cool solo on this like hey let me call so and so and then like that person starts jamming with somebody else then it becomes a new band and it's it's always been interesting and i'm sure it's like mm-hmm. that everywhere every every town probably has their mm-hmm. local incestuous scene like someone came from this band and then these two people started yeah. talking because they played shows together and then oh well my band's breaking up well fuck so is mine. Let's start something else. Like, <laughs> That's basically what we are right now. <laughs> yeah, because we got Brandon, because he was in uh, Family Thieves, and he was in Hard at War. Yeah, and then we've watched him play bass all over the place, and the second that uh, we had like a little thing with the bass player, and we didn't know what we were going to do, immediately his name came up. And then he was so down to like start learning the stuff immediately. Like He learned it within, like what, a week, two weeks after just like hearing it? And that was crazy because not only do the you have to have like a nice, <laughs> yeah, not only do you have to have like sure the talent to play tough, it, yeah. but you have to have the motivation to want to learn stuff. Like well, how, okay, so how hard is that for? I mean, we we've kind of talked and touched a little bit on the fact that you guys have had lineup changes since more or less the beginning of this band. That almost seems to be the band's mo is just constant change. Do you feel that the constant change has added to? what you have been able to do like because you have new new people coming in new blood new perspective new ideas do you think that that's kind of helped the growth of the band or oh yeah. do you f- yeah i i uh, think so to an extent i mean i feel like it's helped us you know kind of become more stronger i guess 
you know, we are all like-minded. Every one of us mm-hmm. have the same goals, the intentions and everything. So now it's like, I feel like it's helping us get things done, kind of move things a little bit faster. And I feel like, like we talked about earlier before we started that, that it's like finding the right fit of right. people. And it's not that those other people were bad or that, that I, we feel any negative negativity towards them. It's just that since Brandon has joined, um, I don't know, about a month, month and a half ago. Yeah. And like Dakota and just like just being able to like communicate better and just like have the the excitement of like announcing the album or and dropping the video. Um, and just like that, just like I think that's helped us our boost our morale and our spirits. And, like we've been writing new stuff. And um, so that's like helped us to like we. We have a future, like like it's not like we don't know what we're doing after this, right? Speaking kind of to this this EP that we've been talking about, lyrically it's uh it's pretty fucking gnarly. Mm. Um, obviously, as you said earlier, when you <clears throat> kind of did like a little bit of the introduction of the of the band and so forth in the EP, you know, you talk about you going through a divorce, and and there's a lot of that on here. Um, well, not so much well, the divorce. Not in in there's one there's one song. Nothing lasts forever is a song about Max wife. Um, the rest of them have nothing to do with her. Spoilers. It's more. It's more. And I mean, See she knows about it. EP I mean, we're really we're really <laughs> tight and close. Like I'm close with her and her new family. You know, her new. You know, she got married to a woman. So that's um, all right. My last girlfriend before my wife is now turning into a dude. Oh well. So. So yeah, I mean, I'm you want to join Holofront? <laughs> no, I'm super supportive, and like, I'm, you know, it's we got we got kids together, so we have to be co-parents. And For sure. Like, the last couple of months have been really good with that, and um, yeah, like there was a point where I missed her. There was a point where in in the recording of this that I that I've had thoughts about her, but little emo boy. <laughs> yeah, I was emo. I'm emo. I've emo always been emo, and it's it's also a lifelong. Deal with I'm dealing. I've always dealt with depression, and I've well, I mean, like, there's like, there's like even like the lyric of like, uh, what is it? I can't remember the exact lyric off the top of my head, so like, I'm, I'm gonna paraphrase like shit, but it was something to the effect of like, uh, like life fucked me like it does everybody else and it's like typically like when you hear that line it's always like oh life fucked me like listen to how like terrible i have it but it's like no you're like yeah fuck me just like it does everybody else (laughs) like that's super relatable and like you said like i feel like that's that's sort of a difference in like typically like when the the downfall kind of as i listen to a lot of like the the local bands that i have listened to over the 15 plus years i've been here now that it's like that's the difference like where you you learn to write songs like as you as the person you're expressing your thing and it's very mm-hmm. singular and it's it's about me but then you learn as you get older and more experienced you learn how to make things broad so like more people can more can under, understand it and to me it's like as a listener, I didn't have like, that before the divorce I didn't have I didn't have that that perspective and that, well, I didn't have I wrote fictional lyrics about you know like concept <laughs> albums about robots and shit like like I was in a deathcore band so it was just fucking oh fucking take your soul and rip it out of your heart and just like shit like that like just like didn't make any sense and now I look back and I'm like oh why did I do that but it's like now I you think, see why I was worried about having them in the band <laughs> well <laughs> fuck you no um, and that's the breakup yep Cody's kicked out new lineup. <laughs> We got another change coming. No, um, and a laptop. I think that <laughs> iPod I th- would be way better. 
<laughs> Introducing our new buddy, Steven Apple. Slate. <laughs> Apple is our new drummer. Garage band all the way. Steve yeah. Jobs is here in spirit. But yeah, no, I, I, I think I've, as a vocalist, I mean, I've been in, this is, Hollow Friends, my 12th band in um, 14 years. I started at 14 years old. I'm almost 28, so almost 14 years. Um, and I just kind of like found how I like to write songs. I like found what I want to write about. I want people to, I want to have that like band where people jump up on stage and yell the lyrics because it means something to them. It's not just a, I mean, and it, a lot of it's about me because I'll sit down and I'll start writing and I'll be like, what am I going to write about? I'm like, and then I'm like, just listen to the song. Cause usually the song's already finished and I'm just listening to the track Personal over and over and over and over. And then, yeah, it's just like whatever flows out this. And then it usually turns into, Oh, well, this is about, you know, still life's about, you know, feeling stuck in your life at a certain point and don't feel like you're going anywhere. And it's just like, I feel that now as 28-year-old man, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm in a band, obviously, but... Well, I mean, that's evident in the lyrics. Some people... You can even make comment, like, to your age and, like, <laughs> right that in the lyrics. So, I mean, it's, it's right there, like, mm-hmm. on Front Street. So, like I said, that vulnerability and that honesty is, like, paired with the 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 music and having, instead of, like, like I said, having brevity to the whole thing. Like, just letting what you're saying be the mm-hmm. forefront... As opposed to just all this nuance shit going right. on, it's like it's more that's, raw. Yeah, it's like it's more raw, and it's like that's what makes it like legitimately today. I probably listened to Still Life probably twenty times, like just kept repeating it because I would like I would find something new that was like I was like oh I love this part or, oh I love this little thing going on in the background, and I like that we didn't put an actual breakdown in it. No. Like, that that was it, like it's like it is it's its own entity. When we yeah. finished the song, I was like guys. The song has no breakdown. I mean, it has like a it has like a part where it picks up and yeah, yeah. I mean it's chuggy, but it's not like a it's not like a. I'm interested to see what what that song does live. Like once once like now the song now people huh? So are we? I'm interested to see like because to me like that's that's that is obviously it's the album it's the EP closer to me that's that's the set list closer. Like you, right. that's the last song you play. Yeah, and I don't give away a secret yet because like you need to kind of have this crescendo, like this big like oh, just mm-hmm. this release. But then you're done. Like that's it. And to me, like I'm excited for the CD release show because I I hope that's the last song mm-hmm. that you play because I want people since this is the single that's out. I want I want there to be this big cathartic release. Like when you hear it, it's almost like like just this big gasp of air. Like oh fuck. We're done. Like, we just... Whatever shit we brought to this show, this fucking moment allowed us to expel it. Like, and I'm excited to see that. Because to me, like, that's what makes going to live shows. That's what makes a fucking great song even better when you get to have this cathartic release with everybody. And then, like, know that, like, people under... Like, you're not alone. Like, you get it. Like, and to the fact that, like, you guys were able to tap into that and, like, people are responsive to it. Like, that's fucking crazy to me. Like, that's... That's the shit that gets me excited. Yeah. It's more real. It's I 100% agree with you. Um, I feel like <laughs> after all the bands I've been in and everything, like, this is the band. Like, if, yeah. if, if Hollow Front doesn't do something great, which we're working on, 
which I'm happy to say we're working on. We're gonna make a polka band. I'm done. Like I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> continue to be in a metal band. I'm like be the next start up, bear. start up. Because like it was kind of scary. Because I've starting a. <laughs> I haven't. I've been in like I joined other bands when their vocalists would quit. Right. And I'd try out and join. And this is like the first band I've started from scratch since like 2010. So that's six years when because we started in 2016. So we've almost been a band for two years. Coming July. Um, but yeah, like I feel like this is the band. Like for for you guys as the band, and I guess more to Cody since you know he was more involved in the writing of this record. When when Tyler's kind of coming to practice or the recording with with these lyrics and he's kind of really kind of putting some shit out there, like compared to what he had done on Home Record. Like, are you just kind of like, wow? Like, I think we're like I knew the music was fucking dope, but like I feel like this just takes it to this next level that I even oh, me yes. as a musician has never experienced. Yeah, um, actually, nothing lasts forever. I actually, I'm hate ready. To, it. I'm ready to hear him talk really good um, about me. I really did not like <laughs> nothing lasts forever whatsoever. I was like, this is not hollow front. It's not heavy enough. Blah blah blah. And then he comes <laughs> in and puts the vocals on, and we get the rough back. And I was like, oh, okay, Tate. Okay, cool, awesome. <laughs> and then like, like a different element to it. We had this one song, Apparition. Apparition. I, apparition. It's, it's not yeah, my it's anymore. It's okay, cool. You used to have a mite in there, but so we have that song, and I was just like, yeah, this song is really tight. Like this is gonna be a heavy song. I'm gonna like this one. And then he comes in with the vocals, and then it's like, I made a bet with the devil. I was like, oh, okay, that's <laughs> insane. Like, right. I probably learned the lyrics, so it's I made a pact with the devil. Oh, I'm bet. sorry. But that's why I just play drums. That's why so you're the drummer. I don't. I don't pay attention to lyrics. I just was like, yeah, I really like this. Oh, this is yeah, cool. Man. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Well, and like, I mean, Cody went through. I mean. Cody just went through a breakup, eight years, seven years, eight years, seven years, and so he, uh, so he, he started to feel the lyrics more than he <laughs> yeah, did. Yeah, I, I kind of listened to it more, and I was like, man, this He's is like, really relating this, to me. <laughs> this relates to me now. I like it way better. Uh, but like, definitely, we're, we're also writing like new material for after this album. Even though we're getting it set for this like CD release, we're not stopping the train at all. We no. want to keep the keep the progress going and like with the productivity of stay like relevant. writing these songs it's bringing a whole new element to hollow front too like, how sorry go ahead oh no you can go i was gonna say how hard is it to to not rest on your laurels and already be thinking beyond the thing that's not even out yet oh never stop thinking about <laughs> yeah, it yeah, well we've that. been listening i, I don't been, know. i mean it's just uh it, we pretty much listened to the album a hundred thousand <laughs> yeah. times already. Right. So it's just we like, finished right, it in January. I want to hear something so. new, so we right. wanted to just like, <laughs> we're keep like, we're some music. <laughs> and you we never want to stop writing, writing and you never want to like, I don't want to get lazy mm-hmm. about it. I want to just, even if we don't put it out right away or we don't, I just want to have mm-hmm. new stuff and new direction. And just, especially because Dakota um, didn't write on the, on the last album. Right. But, so he... We want to add his flavor. So, I mean, that excites me because we know it's going to be a different sound again. It's not like it's going to be Still Life Part 2. It's going to be... Or like a home record. Yeah, it's yeah. it's going to have the elements. That, that element there, but it's also going to be something new. And I think that's also like a cool challenge to have is because Brandon and I coming into this, we have different like musical backgrounds compared to Hollow Front. We had different sounds in our own bands. So when we came into this and now that we're trying to write new stuff, it's kind of like we have to 
we have to follow the guidelines of where like Hollow Front has been, but also make it our own. So it's like being a part of something and also melding all these different like sounds all together while still sounding like a group collectively. Right. It's so that's cool. It's a challenge, but it's like a fun challenge. It's exciting. And like I've said, like this group and this is why we're four right now. It's just like it feels right to be four instead of having that second guitar player just right now. It just we feel tight, tighter than ever. And we get along, which is stuff. insane. Yeah, we get along <laughs> and we, you know, we, you know, I make fun of Cody a lot and he cries about yes. it sometimes. And then I make fun of Tyler a lot and he starts and to cry. And it's not as good, but. And Brandon and I eat food together. Away from them. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> when have you eaten food yeah, together? You didn't go to Logan's what? with us last week. You didn't go to Logan's? What? what? Actually, that's funny because, together. okay, this is a funny story. Let me tell the story. We go to Logan's last Thursday. Oh, shit, that was right after practice. Right after practice, and we, we go to Logan's, and we go to the Logan's that I got dumped on on Valentine's Day. Damn. I used to work at a Logan's. By my ex-wife. My Dude, ex-wife. And, sorry, food. Stephanie, if you're listening to this, I don't. you probably what? won't. But if <laughs> you are, um, we went to Logan's and, uh, on Valentine's Day. We're going to go see, we were going to see Deadpool. So, <laughs> right, this is right when Deadpool 2 is coming out last week. So, we went and saw Deadpool. At, you know, we went, she broke up with me at Logan's. Well, said, said uh, Tyler, uh, I think I'm gay. And I'm like, what? Oh, no. <laughs> what? what? Scream! Stop! <laughs> Stab it right there! And then we went and saw Deadpool, and then like we the next week we started to get into the we're getting divorced and we're getting I'm moving out and I mean yeah at the time I was devastated and like in the darkest place of my life but now it's two and a half years later I'm so like anyways we're at Logan's on Thursday so yeah well, well, I had to do the backstory so we go to Logan's. We eat, we eat, and I make all my jokes and tell him the story because he hadn't really heard it before. I shed some tears, and then I went and saw Deadpool too, <laughs> alone. Just relived it, but it was great. Hey, De- go I see said Deadpool I would go too. Go to Deadpool with you. you I didn't want you to go. I needed that moment for myself. It was, it was about me. Yeah, and then you cried about it on Facebook. Facebook about I wanted, yeah. I wanted the whole Facebook to know because I, I mean, I. Te- <laughs> He wanted to cry on Facebook. He's going to write a song about it. I'm writing a song about Logan. Um, but, yeah, I celebrated this year, and I didn't have a problem with it. I wasn't. We released Homewrecker on Valentine's oh, Day last year. So that was, like, when we had Homewrecker, don't worry, like, let's, I want to, as I told the guys, I was like, we got, like, two weeks, but we should just drop it on Valentine's Day because that, like, signifies, like, brings it around to a close of where I was the year prior yeah. and then dropping an album on the day, the anniversary that I found out that my wife was a lesbian. Her face. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was a lot of, I wanted to rub in her face. I sent her the videos and <laughs> <laughs> what we do is we and just, we just put out music about bitches, but she's really supportive. They like, they like still life. Um, I'm they should have asked me about the video first before they played in front of my kids. Mm. But, um, Oh, because it's got heroin use and no, yeah, yeah. well, it's so almost heroin use and drug 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 use. Parents had to see that video. Well, you're a grown man, but I'm that, a grown ass. But man. they like they watched the video and they, they told like, me to light yourself on yes, fire. It. That was scary. So I mean, you get, you talked about it a little bit earlier with uh, uh, Beckwith uh, Records yeah. uh, helping you with with the release with uh, with everything involving this new record. You know. You talk about the some of the things that you're not probably able to talk about uh, within the band and how it has you excited for the future of the band. What, you know, 
something I find very interesting, and like I, I've kind of spoken to it as far as just being a, a local band here, but in the digital age of everything, how how has it been trying to build your brand in the you know where you constantly have to like update things like it's interesting to see how some bands go about like gaining likes gaining sometimes we're not very good at it because like sometimes, sometimes you see past us like sometimes sometimes i've been doing like all the time so like <laughs> coincidentally like leading up to the conversation that hasn't been posted yet with uh the singer from moto grader i went over to their socials just to kind of see like what they're doing if there's anything i could like find and talk about and they basically became like a meme page like they just post memes and it's like i understand that's a, it's a very cheap way to get interaction because mm. it just people will fucking say things, whatever. It's it's a very like a lot of they'll say it or they'll share it. Yeah, and like it's it's an easy way to get your your thing shared, yeah. liked, whatever. But then I kind of was like, but you're a band, and like you should be about having honest, real things that yeah. spark the conversation based on like, yo, here's this song. Oh my god, I love these lyrics. Or, oh man, the visuals in this video, or or whatever it happens to be. That you're posting, it's it's about you, not some bullshit that you can pull and find somewhere else mm-hmm. on the internet. Like, I come to this thing for what you do, not what a million other fucking people do. Mm-hmm. So what's interesting to me is to see, like, you know, you guys doing teaser videos, doing pre-sale bundles, doing doing what I feel like band any band that's trying mm-hmm. to to make it right. should be doing, not this bullshit. Mm-hmm. So what's interesting is. Obviously, like, you just made the joke, like, yeah, we're kind of bad at social media. And, and mm-hmm. to a degree, some bands are always like, ah, that's why we have someone do it for us. And I'm not saying you do, but... I wish we did. Yeah, I wish we did. <laughs> but in the day and age where social media is king, you need to have a strong online presence to to just get your, your face and all that It's all about there. learning, yeah. really. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's a couple years ago... Bands didn't put music on Spotify. Nope. Like, so <laughs> to be able to get that platform and just be able to, like, go to a site and be like, oh, I paid this amount of money. They're going to put it on iTunes and all this other Google Play and, like, and then just being like, oh, there's Instagram. Well, someone was telling me that, you know, they – somebody was telling me that that still life, like, is their life. And it's like, I, that's sad. Like, like, I feel like more that it's sad that there's so many people that relate. To how I feel because sometimes I don't feel good, man. I like sometimes. seeing the personal message people send you. Like they'll either send you like their stories or they'll send you what the song yeah. means to them, or it's, they'll ask you like personal questions. Like, and it's it's nice to get to know people, and it's nice that they want to get to know you too. It's nice to be able to put our music on a platform like Dreambound, which is like you know, it's a, a YouTube channel that promotes other bands. You know, is that like one of those like reactiony no 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 they, they just post videos oh okay, okay they're like their own branding except yeah, they, they just have some video we got that was awesome well i saw oh, i didn't man. have the time to watch that but i uh i do know that like something i kind of wanted to talk about too if you if you guys want to talk about it is like you know i saw that thing where i don't remember the label or who management company that the person is but they uh-huh. they go through they do like a live facebook thing and then they play like bands videos oh, and they, oh like artery artery, artery, yeah, artery Q&As. Or, there's other yeah. there's other oh, people yeah, that, yeah. I, mean, I, know, yeah. I know there's a bunch from that do it I, yeah as i say i know it's a big trend yeah, I'm um, sure we've started that we've tried to get yeah. on and we never got on it but it's interesting to have seen you guys like i i don't remember who it was it could have been art it could have been any one of these these you know youtube things but what was interesting is like i remember seeing it because you you Somebody shared it. I don't remember who, but they shared it, and they were like, everyone was like, the dude was like, "Wow, it was, it was good. I like this." 
and it's like that's got to be really interesting because like I don't know if that's like anything else. Are you talking about the reaction video? That no, it wasn't the reaction. Oh, it was like this video of like this dude. I think for a label or whatever, just like oh these unsigned bands, we're gonna play them, you know, blah blah blah, kind of give them like a a Mm -hmm. spin and on like a bigger platform. Oh okay, I remember when Homewrecker was on. Was on one whatever, of yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I think it was a we. I think it was we are triumphant. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the thing though the, that was interesting about that to me is like that, that's that's not a thing that Jeez. existed that long ago. Yeah. Like it's, it's a relatively new platform to do those kind of things. Right. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's like a lot of the things in the industry now where it's about who you know. It's about paying for the exposure. Yeah. So like well, a lot of I people would, doing live feeds now, like where they that, that's that's how they do that, so that you know people are commenting yes. as they go, and yeah, people yeah. are engaging and watching and talking, and, yeah. And most of the time, people are posting their links yes. to their songs, yes. yeah. But then you get like, because um, that was my idea for we're doing a, um, and I guess we haven't really talked about this, and I didn't um, mean to like blow someone's spot. <laughs> um, we're gonna we're gonna do like a live album. Stream stream like a few days before the album comes we're out. Okay. So we're, <laughs> we're what oh, you didn't dun, know about dun, that? Dun. He didn't know about it. No, <laughs> I'll just play it right now. No, no, we're, I'll actually play that's it. That's what we want to do. We want to do Mark that. Ruffalo, like, where he's like live streaming like Ragnarok, you have, like the video or like, you know the. <laughs> see, the songs up while we're listening. You can see us like talk, you know, and then we'll talk about it afterwards. Like. And I I really like when bands when like labels and stuff do that. Yeah, it's yeah. And uh, definitely it'll be like an engaging, you know, Thursday night or something where we're like, <laughs> hey, come sit down if you want to hear it. If, if only 30 people show up, like at least those 30 people got to hear the album mm-hmm. before it drops. Um, I just want one guy to do it so we can become best friends with him. I like it when somebody gets a hold of like, let's say they ask you for the instrumentals of a song and they'll play it like oh, really standard. lightly in, oh, yeah, okay. in the background. So then somebody's like, that's paying attention. They'll be like, what is that? What is that music in the background? They'll be like, oh, you notice it's the new hollow front. And they'll be like, Dude, because not many people are just going to pick up on that right away, especially if it's like background. I wish that like, would happen. Well, <laughs> so it's funny you say that. So like sometimes when I record this podcast, like uh, mm-hmm. the, the intro music I use is a, a local rapper out of Buffalo that I've been friends with since mm-hmm. like MySpace. Yeah. Um. So going on over 10 years, which is kind of weird and semi-homoerotic because you're like, <laughs> I've been friends like and supporting this dude for like a long time. And, uh, but uh, actually, it's the thing over my Apple logo on my laptop. Um. But the interesting thing was, like, on the episode I did with Brandon, like, when I listened back to it, like, when I was editing it, like, the music was pretty low. Like, I could barely hear it. Mm-hmm. But then when I put it out, like, you can fucking hear the song pretty clear as day. Like, it's it's not yeah. enough to be, like, my wife was like, does this music keep going or what? And I go, oh, I didn't really notice it. Right. But what was funny is I was like, I haven't texted the dude yet, but I was like, yo, like, so this thing's, like, blowing up and, like. Theoretically, like over the part that everyone's gonna fucking listen to, there's your fucking song clear, like in the background. So yeah. like, it's there, and I obviously like tag you every episode I do. I it, it like is in the liner notes, the show notes. So like, it's one of those things like where I'm like, I didn't think about it, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, very much like you're saying, it's almost like like a subtle thing. Like I'm just gonna throw this in here, yeah. and, and if you like, I hope someone checks it out and they're like, like I've had a couple people be like, yo, what is that? Like I like whatever that is. It's mm-hmm. cool, and you know I'm allowed to like it allows me to put a friend on but mm. it's interesting that like i think like that but i always really? like tend to think like i don't think people pay attention because like attention yeah. spans are so fucking short and that's kind of mm-hmm. what i brought up like the the whole thing about the 
the industry of like having to be constantly on social mm-hmm. media and like putting something out there so like you're not forgotten but not oversaturating either it's like it's this weird tightrope like where it's like people are like oh well fuck this page they post way too much i just right. can't be bothered you, you go like, be there, you go like six there. months without saying anything and then you just be like oh we got a new video <laughs> and then, yeah like, wait, i mean because we were pretty quiet like <laughs> up until like i was like we just posted like uh, an album teaser I mean, you guys have talked a little bit about uh, the fact that you guys are already currently writing and, mm-hmm, and yes. preparing for the future of this band. What what is in store for one? I mean, because oh, the CD dude. the CD release is uh, June ninth, June twenty ninth. I'm nope, sorry, uh, June oh, June twenty ninth is when this when this comes out, comes and out, then yep. we have the CD release show July thirteenth at okay. the stash at the stash. So. Beyond that, like, because I know that's basically the the big push right now is, mm-hmm. is the album release and the show, the album release show, basically. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, like, are you guys, like, are there tours that you're going to be rolling out with here pretty soon? We have, what does the future of the rest of 2018 oh, look like for you guys? Oh, basically, we start over. Yeah, so what, uh, <laughs> 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 so what does 2018 have in store for Hollowfront? Um, definitely tours. We got uh, our first real tour. In the works, you know, we went on a small tour with Sleepwaker and uh, Heartsick. It was like three days. Went to Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh was the coolest Pittsburgh was the best. I feel like I feel like Pittsburgh's like just ready to explode with some like new Pits- bands. Between like now that Code Orange is as big as they are, I feel like they, like that's the new like ground like the the hotbed for like just aggressive. Music. That's like the best place I've ever played it a was show. Super cool. And it was just except for Loden. Loden sucked there. Well, yeah, at the Smiling Moose. Yeah, was yeah. That, like, <laughs> we had a park in the back, and then carry all of our gear oh, around. Like, around. Did you play New York? Because I have friends that play New York, and they say like basically you can't park anywhere. So like you have to like hurry up, parallel park, and then fucking load in, and then find a place to park. Um, our tour that's that we're working on right now, it's not going to go to New York, but it's going to go. With, Basically, Ohio the parallel parking tour. You hear it here first. Ohio, <laughs> Kentucky, Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, oh. Georgia, Florida, Florida. Uh, North Carolina, Virginia. No, I think, like I said, and kind of wrapping everything up. It's uh, I'm very excited about. I'm excited for other people to hear this record because, like, I don't typically get excited about a lot of local stuff because all it makes me do is think of. It makes me think of other bands who are doing like I can hear the like what they're emulating. I can hear the sound that they're trying to come up with. It's like, oh, you really love a day to remember. Oh, you really love you know Casey Strain. Oh, you really love like these bands like a mirror like you, bands that have been doing it for a long time and just get better at doing it. And it's like, oh, you you clearly love that band. Mm. I can hear it. And to me, it's like like I said, home record like like you even you said yeah, home record was just parts we threw together. We were a new band. We just threw shit together and, and we put it out and people liked it. But to me, it's like I heard a band, and I was like, eh, it's, it sounds like other stuff I, li- I like and have heard before. It, it doesn't separate you from anything else that has already existed locally or, or beyond. This new stuff, I think, puts you in that level of, like, that rare era of, like, the handful, the very few bands that I feel like are going to take our, our Grand Rapids local scene to another level. Beyond. And... Even thinking beyond that. Oh, yeah, I posted it about, uh, I think Michigan has... Some of the best bands mm-hmm. in this, I mean, especially in this pocket of the Midwest. Like, well, we just have out of here too, killer so. bands. Mm-hmm. Um, like, our friends in Sleepwear, we're about to drop a music video, I think, on Friday. And just, like, I think that's going to blow their up. New and stuff, and like, keep up with what yeah, their doing. new stuff's oh, amazing. Um, but just, like, you get excited for your friends to drive. I mean, we've already heard it, but we haven't, I haven't seen the video. Have you seen the video? Mm-hmm. 
the new video? No. Yeah. Oh, well, we haven't seen the video, but we, the we're excited. We're, I'm, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited for other bands mm. to put out new stuff, and I'm excited for us to put out our stuff, and super excited. I'm excited. It's going to be a good year. I think that's a pretty mm. good place to end, just being very excited. So something mm. uh, I always love to do, socials, plug them. Um, I guess you can find us. Uh, you you guess you can. You, uh, you can Howl find Front us on at, Instagram at Howlfront Gr is Instagram and uh, Facebook is Howlfront Gr. I don't <laughs> <GR>. know. <laughs> Hold up, Howlfront. Just Grace. look us up on Facebook and Instagram. It'll be easy to find us. Right. We should get a Snapchat. Luckily, like there's not too many bands I have that are Howlfront. So I always like to end these episodes with a song. Uh, would you like mm-hmm. me to play something off of this record? Maybe that's not. I think it would be cool. I think it'd be cool. Uh, How about uh, don't I, fall I, I also don't. I don't know. Backbone. I don't know uh, contractually if you can do any of that. So like, if you can't, uh, that's fine. I'll just play. You don't know, fall the, asleep. The single that is already we out. that in the teaser. I'd say yeah. Let's play. Don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. Yeah, yeah. Because it was in our, our teaser that yeah, we put up already. Plug too. We can also pre-order the album. We got yeah, bundles with the Pre-order on our Facebook. The Beckwith Records uh, Big Cartel. We got our pre-orders up. Got a different couple bundles. Guess. And yeah, the album comes out June 29th. And our CD release show is July 13th and at the Stash at the with stash. Um, our boys Namora. Yeah, but Mora. White Lake. White Lake. White Lake. He's in that band too. Yep. <laughs> Assume <laughs> Nothing. Uh, White Lake, uh, Assume Nothing, and Silence a newer and band called Silence and Solace. Um, Are one of you guys in that band? No. Nope. <laughs> right? Well, Might right. as well be. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, thank you guys for coming on and doing this, and uh, hopefully people can see you hitting the road. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Thank you. And that was my conversation with the dudes that make up Hollow Front. Want to thank them for literally showing up to my house to do this conversation. Hopefully the uh, audio wasn't so bad. Uh, once again, I've never actually had that many people on the podcast at once, so a little bit of a learning experience. And uh, try cleaning up the audio a little bit so you didn't quite hear uh, some of the background noise of people talking over each other and so forth. So hopefully it wasn't so bad. Uh, if you want to keep up with everything that they are doing, they have a new EP, Still Life, coming out next Friday, June 29th, via Beckwith Records. You can still order uh, the pre-orders for that right now if you go to beckwithrecords.bigcartel.com. That's Beckwith, B-E-C-K-W-I-T-H, records.bigcartel.com. Uh, still have time to pick up the EP. they got cool merch bundles with the album cover on it and some other stuff. Um, so go over there, support the guys. So if you can pre-order the record, uh, the album itself, like I said, comes out June 29th, next Friday. And if you are in the Grand Rapids or the Southwest Michigan area as a whole, or West Michigan area, uh, July 13th, uh, at the stash, AKA the intersections front room, they are doing their CD release show. Tickets are still available for that show. Go to sectionlive.com and you can purchase tickets for them. Or you can uh, hit up any of the members. If you hit up their Facebook socials, you can probably hit them up and they can deliver tickets if you are within a reasonable area of them delivering to them. Uh, if you would like to follow them on their socials, Facebook is HollowfrontGR and Instagram is HollowfrontOfficial. And as you heard, the band does not have Twitter, which is a huge mistake uh, because a lot of cool shit can happen on Twitter, like my interactions with Ice-T, who is actually coming to Grand Rapids here pretty soon. So I'm really fucking hoping I can get the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Ice motherfucking T on this podcast, even if only for five minutes. Um, I think I will literally drop the mic on this fucking podcast thing if I can get the dude on. 
Um, that is a huge, huge bucket list goal of mine to get him on. But if you would like to follow another partner of ours over at Mosh Pit Nation, you can do such at moshpitnation.com. You can find them on Facebook at Mosh Pit Nation West, capital M-I. Instagram and Twitter are simply Mosh Pit Nation. And if you would like to follow our sponsor, The Bean Bastard Coffee, you can do such at Facebook and Instagram at The Bean Bastard. You can also go to thebeanbastard.com and buy you some of the coffee. I drank a little bit too much of the coffee this weekend. Uh, I went out and bought a grinder, went out and bought a, a reusable K-cup and so forth. And I've been enjoying the various uh, flavors that I got. If you go back to my socials, which if you would like to follow me and see the coffee that uh, the Bean Bastard folks sent me and the coffee mug, you can do such at Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at John's Untitled Podcast. You can tweet at me at John's Untitled Pod, and you can email me at John's Untitled Pod at gmail.com. If you'd like to go check out the website I have being worked on, you can go to John's Untitled and get a glimpse of what we're trying to do over there. Maybe give me some feedback onto that. And speaking of feedback, if you would like to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, however you are listening to it, it greatly is appreciated. Uh, reviews always help. It definitely keeps uh, the podcast uh, in the rankings and algorithms and all that kind of shit that doesn't insanely make sense to me. But uh, basically, it's important to you know the powers that be that uh, the podcast is a five-star rated. It has great reviews. Uh, you can even review on Facebook. Um, so however you're listening to this, once again, uh, subscribe to it, rate and review it, and uh, that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, we are going to end this episode, as we always do, with a song. And the Hollow Front Boys wanted me to play out uh, to their newest single, Don't Fall Asleep. So this is off of their new EP, Still Life, coming out once again, June 29th, via Beckwith Records. And I will talk to you guys next week.
Strike